Hi, I'm Michael Siddle. And I'm Nick Nanos. And welcome to an election campaign edition of Trendline. Uh, the election is kicked off, Nick. Uh, and when that happens, this is the second one for our show. Uh, we kind of go into warp speed and we start recording three times a week, uh, the mornings of Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I thought you were going to say ramming speed, but warp speed. Ramming, warp I know speed you're is a good. Trekkie. You're a yeah. Trekkie and I'm a Trekkie. So for all those Trekkies out there, that's a shout out. Yeah, I'll also uh, watch out for hidden references throughout the show. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> they pop up uh, for those uh, those Star Trek fans. Anyways, uh, Nick, uh, just to introduce myself for our new listeners, uh, uh, I am an evening producer at ctvnews.ca. My name is Michael Stittle. Nick, everybody knows who you are, but if, if just in case they don't, uh, who are you? So my name is uh, Nick Nanos. I'm the chief data scientist at Nanos Research. I'm also the official pollster not a pollsterer, the official pollster for CTV News and the Globe and Mail. And I'll be the person behind the nightly tracking. You know, we've got a massive machine at Nanos that does nightly tracking. It's like, and uh, this will be, Michael, I don't know if I'm going to sound very old, my seventh election, federal election, where we've been doing nightly tracking. And the other thing is, is we were the first company to do public nightly tracking. Mm. And this is election seven. So I'm feeling, I, you know, I wasn't great in election uh, way back in 2004, but um, a few, a few more gray hairs, a few more gray hairs expected for this one. Yeah. yeah, I may lose a few more hairs uh, for this election. We'll see, but uh, we'll see how we end up at the let, end let, of this Let's one. not start off on a sad note. <laughs> that would be sad. I don't think so. No, no. no. Uh, so Nick, uh, how do you think the first day went uh, with, with the campaign? I, I, I just, I'm, I'm curious what your reaction is uh, to, to, to uh, the opening remarks of all the leaders. Well, the, the first day of the campaign uh, was really about the call of the election. And usually for most federal elections, that what, that's what the focus is. Do we need an election, especially in a minority government? Do we need an election? What, what is the duration of the length of the, of the election? And we found out uh, yesterday with uh, Justin Trudeau's visit to the governor general that uh, we will have the minimum, the proper but minimum uh, length of an election campaign. And uh, the and Justin Trudeau spent his time uh, explaining, explaining mm -hmm. a number of things. Why are we having an election? Mm -hmm. Is this the right time to have an election? And that was that was the real uh, that was the real focus of yesterday. And yesterday was about you know we had our introductions, but yesterday was about all of the federal party leaders introducing themselves to Canadians. So we got a glimmer as to what is on the political menu for election forty four. No, uh, I, I was watching the, our special coverage at CTV and, and you told the uh, question period host and powerfully host Evan Solomon that you expect uh, the Liberals' uh, sunny ways to give way to risky days. I believe that's what you said. Can, can you expound on that? Yeah, that has a lot to do with, uh, with the tracking that we do. And we uh, released a poll on uh, Saturday with uh, CTV and the Globe and Mail, our latest uh, weekly tracking survey that we regularly do. And what was interesting is the, the Liberals were at 33%, the New Democrats at 28, sorry, the, the, the Liberals were at 33, the Conservatives mm -hmm. were at 28, the New Democrats were at 21. But what was interesting in the last four weeks, Michael, there's been a significant shift, what we would consider significant. The Liberals are down six points. The Conservatives are up five points. Mm. The only thing, the Liberals haven't done anything wrong really, I guess, for average Canadians, except they've been talking about having an election. And there's been a bit of a recoil uh, mm. that started. The big, the big issue is, will this be 
a one week phenomenon or will it dog the liberals uh, throughout the uh, throughout the campaign? And uh, the other thing, Michael, is in my experience, whoever this election is about will lose. So for the liberals, they will try to shift the focus onto the conservatives. Conservatives will try to shift and the new Democrats on the liberals. If this election ends up being about, do we need an election for a long period of time? It'll mean for turbulence for the liberals. Mm. And I, and as you as you said, uh, liberal leader Justin Trudeau tried to to take that on uh, right at the start, uh, explaining that you know this was an important part in, in uh, Canadian history, I suppose, and 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 Canadians should be given a choice. That's how he he framed the election uh, trigger. Uh, yeah. Aaron O'Toole less so. Uh, he he had he took an opposite view to that. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, for uh, for Justin Trudeau, it wasn't the same Justin Trudeau that we all heard back in June. I think mm. he used the words toxic, obstructionist. Yeah. He's a tad bit unhappy with the House of Commons. And he was starting to that's when people realized that he was signaling that maybe uh, he might want an, an election. So we've gone from toxic to uh, Canadians deserve to deserve to have a voice on the uh, on the future. And all of the opposition party leaders uh, basically poked that at Justin Trudeau and his rationale for having an election at, at this particular point in time. He effectively telegraphed the first two punches that he's going to throw in at, at the two main opposition parties. For the mm. Conservatives, basically, he, he had a veiled comment. There are a lot of questions for Aaron O'Toole on the vaccinations, and he said, and Justin Trudeau said, some people might not agree with our policy on vaccinations. Mm. That was the, I, for, so when I heard that, I was like, okay, so you're going to really take a shot at Aaron O'Toole over and over again in the first week on the vaccinations front. And then he also framed the liberals as real change. And it's kind of ironic that the incumbent government is pretending to be change, but they're mm -hmm. real change. And to me, the telegraph, the signal that they're sending to voters is that Jagmeet Singh is a, might be a nice person and there are many similar policies between the new Democrats and the Liberals, but the Liberals are the only progressive party that have a chance to win. And if you want real change, you should vote for the Liberals. So I thought that was, uh, that was quite interesting in terms of where I, where I would expect the Liberals will go in the next seven days, just based on what Justin Trudeau said in his opening remarks. Uh, so Nick, how about uh, Conservative leader uh, Aaron O'Toole, well, where is he at this stage? Well, you know, two things about what we saw for Aaron O'Toole. So we, we know that the conservative numbers are up 5% in the last four weeks. So that's good news for Aaron O'Toole and the conservatives. And they're, they're within striking distance of the liberals, which is positive for them. Uh, it was interesting what he said yesterday. His focus was primarily on the economy and the economic recovery. Um, the other thing that was quite interesting was that when he was he was asked a number of questions about vaccinations, mandatory vaccinations, vaccinations uh, of conservative candidates, and mm -hmm. his response included that he was a big personal supporter of vaccinations, that him and his wife are fully vaccinated, that they have been publicly advocating for vaccinations. But it was interesting. He used the words. I think it was ed they're going to educate, but not force. Right. Right. Yeah. And. And it looks like that's how he's going to try to uh, that's how he's going to try to thread the needle, hmm. at least today on vaccinations. But my sense is that he's he's going to have to answer that question. 
uh, in the same way that Justin Trudeau is going to have to answer questions about why he called an election, the question that will be dogging Aaron O'Toole for the for for the at least the first part of the election campaign will be the V word vaccinations and uh, how he feels about under what circumstances mandatory vaccinations or vaccination passports uh, might make sense. But he focused a lot on the economy, which speaks to probably what he wants to wants to kind of take a run at. Now, uh, one leader who does support vaccine mandates is NDP leader Jagmeet Singh. Uh, how will he distinguish himself uh, against the Liberals in this campaign? Yeah, I think he used the words better change. Hmm. Real change versus now better change. Right. And, and I, thought, uh, I thought Jagmeet Singh looked very, uh, very comfortable, very hmm. confident. Uh, and, you know, his polling numbers have been, his personal polling numbers hmm. have been pretty solid. He's, uh, he's very likable. And you know what? Many of the NDP leaders are very uh, likable, uh, you know, including former NDP leaders like Tom Mulcair and Jack Layton. I put Ed Broadbent in that category and, and so forth and so on. So he did a he did a good job uh, yesterday. And and his focus was the rich, actually the super rich mm -hmm. and that the uh, new Democrats, uh, if they were to form a government, would be going after the super rich. And he, he also took, uh, took Justin Trudeau and the Liberals to task for not delivering on a lot of their big, big promises. And, and Jagmeet Singh used issues like there's a, a crisis, there's a crisis in the environment and a crisis in homelessness. Interestingly enough, in one of the key battlegrounds for the New Democrats, British Columbia hmm. has, has the wildfires and also very expensive uh, housing prices and renting prices in BC. So it looks like his messages suggested to me that he's gonna be focusing on BC as a base and then to use that as a foundation to, to wage his campaign nationally to kind of build momentum. Now, if uh, Trudeau wants a majority government, he likely needs a strong showing in Quebec. Uh, so he'll face off obviously against uh, Bloc Québécois leader Yves Blanchet. Uh, how is Blanchet doing? Well, the uh, the block numbers have improved in the last four weeks, and you know we talked about four weeks ago the path to victory for the Liberals, the path to majority victory for the Liberals was through Quebec. There are about ten block ridings that were too close to call that were two way races to the block. Hmm. In the last four weeks of those ten block ridings, eight of them have gone back into the uh, into the block column with the latest nanos uh, tracking, hmm. and. Um, and, you know, I thought uh, Yves Blanchett did a, did a pretty good job. He was very clinical. And he's got the easiest job in town. He doesn't have to have a national campaign. No one expects for him to form a government. He doesn't really need a platform. He just needs to say, hello, my name is Yves Blanchett. I lead the Bloc Québécois. And that's all I'm here is to advocate for Quebec and, uh, and to advance Quebec interests. So I thought he had a good, uh, I thought he had a good, launch too. And his his kind of little pointed jab at Justin Trudeau had to do with uh, the vaccinations where, you know, how can you say it's okay to have an election and on the same day or within days before that declare that all federal government employees had to be man had to have mandatory vaccinations. So he, mm. he gave a little bit of a jab to, to Trudeau on that one. Now we've got a, a new leader uh, on the scene, relatively new, I suppose, uh, Green Party leader, Annemie Paul. She's had a lot of internal division uh, within the party. Uh, she's coming out now uh, in her first federal election campaign. Uh, do you think that she has a strong chance of, of finally getting a seat? And, and how do you find her uh, campaign so far? 
Well, there's good. There's a lot of goodwill for for the Green Party. Still, around three out of every ten Canadians are open to voting for the Greens, uh, which is quite significant. Uh, when I watched uh, Green Party leader Annamie Paul the other day, I thought she was very authentic. She looked mm. very natural. She was kind of cracking jokes. She had her kids there, um, and uh, at the same time, we heard. And this was this was maybe this was among the bigger news for people that follow the campaign was that she was going to stay in her riding or mm. her plan at the, at least at the beginning was to stay in her riding and to win her riding. Um, and a lot of this has to do with conflict within the Green Party, the council, the governing council and her. And it's. I'm just going to say it's complicated. Yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of unprecedented for a governing council of any party to withhold funds from their leader to wage a national campaign, but it looks like they're just deadlocked right now. So, so it looks like enemy Paul's strategy, and I think this is probably her best strategy in the short term, is to say the best thing that she can do is to win her riding and get in the House of Commons, and then she'll deal with the dissenters afterwards. Mm-hmm. And if the Green Party nationally does not do well, It'll be clearly on the shoulders of the Green Party uh, governing council and not on her shoulders because they haven't even given her the funds to, to wage a, a national campaign. So, so Nick, uh, you've polled, uh, you know, on, on the issues that Canadians uh, see as, as the most important facing the country and the environment is always near the top or at the top. Uh, so I'm curious how Annamy Paul's um, election uh platform on climate change will, will distinguish itself from the liberals? I thought it was quite interesting. She basically focused on two big things. First of all, green recovery, right? Green, you know, for the, for the economy and also social justice. And when I heard that, it was very reminiscent of what I hear from the Green Party movement internationally, especially in Germany and France. Hmm. And in Germany, the Greens are a force to be reckoned with. They're very competitive with the Christian Democrats in terms of challenging them. They're going to have a very credible uh, individual uh, who is going to be challenging to be chancellor to replace Angela Merkel. And I thought this was uh, kind of very international. It was a very international green message that she had in terms of social justice and a green recovery. And I thought that was I think that was quite interesting. I think that'll be appealing to to a lot of uh, Canadians who are tuned into the environment uh, and even Canadians who just see that a green economy is part of our future. So I, I think there's potential there if Annamy Paul can cut through the clutter to get her message out mm-hmm. and uh, doesn't get sidelined by both the New Democrats and the Liberals, because those two parties are are also strong on the environmental front. Uh, finally, Nick, uh, last election, we had the People's Party with Maxime Bernier. Are, are, are they still a, a presence in this campaign? Do you hear crickets? Sorry, are there crickets? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see Maxime Bernier yesterday. Mm. So can't really comment. So in our polling, they're at 1%. They've been mm. between 1% and 4% in our, in our nightly tracking. Uh, so nothing to say. It could be like one of those, where's Waldo? Where's Maxime Bernier? So maybe we'll find out this week. It'll be interesting to see what plans they might have, if any, uh, during the election. Now, uh, in our previous episode, Nick, uh, uh, you, you mentioned mail-in ballots, uh, that you're expecting a huge amount of mail-in ballots uh, because, you know, this is during a pandemic. And I just want to go over that again, uh, especially for new listeners uh, joining us for this election campaign. I mean, how, how uh, again, will that really impact uh, this, this election? 
Well, back in, uh, back in the last federal election, according to Elections Canada, about 55,000 individuals voted by mail. Now the chief electoral officer said, brace yourself, five, up to 5 million uh, Canadians could vote by mail. The other important thing that we heard, other two important things that we heard from the uh, chief electoral officer over the last number of days is that they will not be counted by mail. They will be counted by machine, by hand, I guess. Oh. I know. Going oh through that gosh. stuff. Anyways, counted by hand. Wow. Which means that there won't be any machine problems. Hmm. And the other thing that he mentioned is we may have to wait. I don't know, Michael, we might need to have extra podcasts. I know we're going to go to <laughs> fine with me. the end, but it'd be like, we can't finish today because they might still be counting on the Tuesday and Wednesday after wow. the election. So we may very well have one election result on, uh, on election day, the traditional result that we have based mostly on people that vote in person. And then we may have to wait. The numbers might be a little bit different. Hmm. Hopefully they're not dramatically different, but they might be a little different after all the uh, mail-in ballots are counted by hand by Elections Canada. Well, it's, uh, let's pace ourselves. It's going to be a really exciting election campaign ahead. Uh, we've got plenty more Trendline episodes to come. Uh, Nick, where can people find you? You can reach me on Twitter at Nick, N-I-K, Nanos. Or if you're looking for stats, uh, you can go to the CTV News web, ctvnews.ca mm -hmm. to get yep. our tracking once that's there. Very important. Yep. Or you could also go to the Nanos website at www.nanos.co. Uh, Nick, thank you very much for plugging our website. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yes, please. And all for the, the daily uh, election coverage news. Also, please come to ctvnews.ca. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Michael Siddle. Uh, to everyone uh, at Trendline, our listeners and watchers, thank you again. And uh, see you next episode.